The following is a conversation between Bryce and Ray, Charlie Schwab, and Oliver Williams, all students currently studying at Drake University. To support us, please follow the Drake Broadcasting System on any social media platforms you use. And now, please enjoy this episode of the In Case You Missed It podcast. Welcome back. Today is Monday, February 27th, 2023. I'm once again joined by Oliver Williams. Hi. And Charlie Schwab. Hello. And you are listening to the fifth episode of the In Case You Missed It podcast. Let's see what you missed. This past Thursday, Drake University announced a $3.15 million commitment from the Salmons Financial Group, along with specific construction plans funded by said commitment. $1.75 million of the $3.15 million commitment will go towards two major construction projects on campus, the development of the Salmons Intercultural Center and the Salmons Plaza, both on Drake's campus. These projects, beginning construction in 2024, will renovate Morehouse Hall, a current residential building for sophomore students. And per Drake University's website, the building will be transformed into a dynamic student center that will be home to Drake's first dedicated cultural space. To quote Drake's official news release, roughly $1 million of this gift will support the Salmon's Intercultural Center, which includes 2,700 square feet dedicated to celebrating diversity through student-centric community programming. The artist rendering features collaboration rooms, a pool table, couches, and a very similar aesthetic to Collier's scripts. The renderings for the outdoor space emulate an extended version of what we have in between Collier Scripts and FAC, just copy and pasted outside of Morehouse. Along with these projects, the rest of the commitment will support two scholarship funds that will create a total of 14 endowed scholarships. Now, all of this spawns, of course, from the ongoing Ones campaign, something we've discussed multiple times on this podcast, and something that has dominated recent Drake news. Now, to summarize what we have discussed, the following projects have either begun or been announced in the past year. The renovation of Morehouse, the construction of a university center and the expansion of Olmsted, Meredith renovations, which are currently in progress, the Varsity Theater renovation, which is done, the Broadlawns Community Clinic, which is currently in progress, the Mediacom Stadium, the redevelopment of a city block in Dogtown, including new residential units, commercial space, and office space, four- and five-story construction. That's in progress. The renaming of the College of Business, and looking back even slightly further into 2021, the Tom and Ruth Harkin Center was finished, the Canary Lofts were finished, Sprout Garden was finished, the Home Two Suites was finished in 2020, and Hubble was just renovated in 2020 as well. And that list goes on in these recent years. So, Obviously, we're seeing a huge uptick in construction, both on campus, off campus, renovations, new buildings. And it just seems like Drake University is expanding at a very exponential rate. And a lot of that has to do with the Ones campaign. So while we often harp on President Martin for his shortcomings, I think there is an argument to be made here that he's doing more good than bad for the university's future. So from simply looking at how quickly Drake University is expanding, do you guys believe there's any merit there? I am pretty impressed with how fast things seem to be going, except for Meredith. Like, I don't know why, what the problem is with that, but uh, watching like 
the building outside of University Avenue, right next to where the uh, temporary J school is, yeah. has just been like, in just the past few weeks, it's gone from a fully functioning building to cut in half, and now it's like a 12-foot pit in the ground. Yeah, there's something and then, there. Yeah, and then the Broadlands Hospital Center is already like, the structure is already there, and that's only been happening over like the past semester, really. Yeah. So I'm pretty surprised i am uh i i'm really anticipating change and i hope i'm still around for to see some of it no i'm really excited to see all these developments i know that um most of us is like going here right now we won't be able to see uh the finished products yeah. i don't expect um we'll be able to see the finished meredith either. that's that's definitely the <laughs> downside is that most people listening to this will not see the finished product of a lot of those that were announced like the um redevelopment of a city block now that might be mm -hmm. done by the time we graduate some of those more city-based projects but the way the meredith renovations are going right now it's hard yeah. for me to believe that they're going to have an entire university center finished by the time we're out of here so that that's definitely like kind of a detriment to this for us as students and seeing all this go on and kind of being like damn i should have come here five years later because after all of these projects that they're announcing, you can only imagine what Drake University is going to look like. I feel like sometimes they're a, so much focused on the future that I feel like our year, graduating 2025, graduating 2024, even, uh -huh. even this upcoming spring or uh, next fall, it feels sometimes like we're kind of left in the dust. What do you yeah. guys think? Uh, I, you know, I'd kind of agree, but at the same time, you know, I'm excited to come back for like alumni events and stuff yeah, and have, yeah. and see like, oh my gosh, this college is so much cooler than when I went. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, and it's not like bad now, you know, like yeah. it's, I mean, it's definitely not great that people who usually go to Meredith, like you and me, uh, we have to like, we're kind of scattered all around yeah. campus, but yeah. I mean, the facilities they have right now, you know, adequate, it's just, it could be better and it will be better, but just not right now. Uh huh. It's I. It's just astounds me that it seems like Meredith, like from the outside, hasn't looked like anything has changed except for them, like ruining the interior. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know what their plan is. And the interesting thing with the Meredith renovation is, if a student wants to know more, like I do, and you go to the as we've talked about before, you try and go to the page where they're supposed to list the updates, what they're doing, what's coming. Everything is blank. And the last update was in twenty twenty one. So there's there's really no communication to the students as to why it's taking so long, why it's been delayed, what exactly the finished product is going to be. Because at least from what I can have and find in terms of ease of access, it's really just that last time's Delphic article and a few articles um, right when the renovation was announced. And in those articles, all of them include that artist rendering that we have seen um, with kind of that wholly reconstructed Meredith. Yeah. But it, it, you, you wonder, I, are they going to, is that what they're working towards? I don't think they are. I that's think they the might thing. have downscaled the process of that process. That's the thing. Place. And that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. Uh -huh. I, don't, I don't know where you could find that out. All I'm saying is I feel like, at least for the J school students, we've somewhat been left in the dust in terms of knowing what the hell's next. Mm-hmm what's the new to Meredith going to bring besides what those kind of small improvements they listed? And obviously right. a whole new air conditioning system is a big improvement. But it doesn't make you so excited. Well, like that like, oh. and it shouldn't take an entire year yeah. to do that when we're watching 
other construction projects right. be started and finished within a single semester. Yeah, stuff that's less vital. Yes, yes. Not so the center so that's the thing where, again, I don't want to spread misinformation or anything, but when it's so hard to figure out what exactly the finished product is, I feel like it would be a huge letdown if it was anything less than what those artist renderings originally mm -hmm. were. Makes me a little worried, like thinking about like when they're going to be constructing newer Olmstead, is Starbucks going to be shut down for like two years when they're making a new Olmstead? Well, that is a good question. I, based on the artist renderings of that one, it looks more like an expansion. Right. So it doesn't look like they're going to like, obviously they'd probably renovate the current Olmstead, but I think it's going to be more focused on this new section. I don't know. It'll be hard. To, I mean, it's hard to add an expansion without like taking down what's already there, or at least like yeah. having it close. Like I can't imagine walking through Starbucks and like there's like an exposed wall where you can <laughs> see them working on the expansion. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what I, they're going to do. I get that. But it will be fun. Like being on campus, like I can't wait like 2025 where you're just like on your way to uh, Meredith and you got to like go around this massive construction project where there's just giant, like it's going to be a huge thing, the Olmstead. Yep. yep. I, I can't wait for that. I'm a little excited. If you've been with us before, you'll know that this is the part of the podcast where Charlie takes over and takes us through a little bit of Drake's history. Sure. Well, in this portion of the podcast, I'll be talking less about history and more of kind of a theme that's been, you know, around Drake for a while now. For anyone familiar with Drake's environment, it's no secret that Drake is a liberal university. Most of our students and faculty tend to lean more towards uh, democratic or liberal ideas, and a conservative or otherwise deviating minority does exist on campus though yeah drake college republicans while rolling with scarce members <laughs> do you know how scarce no okay. i've never gone to any of the meetings <laughs> <laughs> they are an active group on drake's campus but other conservative groups have had trouble establishing themselves on campus in the past turning point usa for example was denied its third appeal to be an official club at drake in 2022 heard about that <laughs> in response to this tp usa that stands for Turning Point, TPUSA said, we will not receive university endorsement or spread the conservative message of freedom, free markets, and limited government on campus. What do they mean by that? Uh, it means they were denied their appeal to become oh, another chapter on okay. this campus. A leader from the Student Center was quoted in a video obtained by FIRE, which is an organization partnered with TPUSA, saying mm -hmm. that TPUSA was actively racist, transphobic, and anti-Semitic. Wow. TPUSA called these claims false, while Fire emailed a five-page letter to Marty Martin, not trying to disprove these claims, but instead claiming that they were a part of free speech. Do the student council's credit, TPUSA does have a transgender issues section on their website and has hosted talks about the controversial 2022 film, What is a Woman? Yeah. They uh, notoriously back that film. And when it comes to anti-Semitic claims, TPUSA is at the very least misguided. Mm-hmm. An article in the Jewish section of the TPUSA website that responded to Whoopi Goldberg's The View claims that Jews during the Holocaust were a different race. Wow. This was in response to Goldberg's claims that the Holocaust was white-on-white -white violence. What the point of this argument is, I don't really know. Like, why would they would choose to write yeah. an article about yeah. that? I'm not sure. But here's the thing. They argued that Judaism had several different ethnic groups that practiced it. Yeah. But the Jews in Germany were mostly ethnically German, mm -hmm. like they had been assimilated well into the population. So denying that they were is at the very least irresponsible, I think. For racism, it's hard to dispute. How to Shut Down a Supporter of Critical Race Theory is one of the many articles against teaching about racism on the TPUSA website. 
And to respond to TPUSA's claims that they were falsely accused of being racist, transphobic, and anti-Semitic, I would say that TPUSA doesn't know what racism, transphobia, and anti-Semitism look like. What do you guys think about TPUSA being denied kind of a place on campus? So immediately, I kind of take it, and I, I try to look at it through the scope of the university and why they would do that. Now, obviously, Drake University is a liberal campus. Um, most universities are. I feel like that's fair to say. Now, Turning Point USA, their reasoning for denying them uh, recognition, you said, was because of racism, transphobia, and anti-Semitism. Okay. So were they saying that the group as a whole, like just Turning Point USA promotes that, or that the students on campus that were part of that group did those things? That Turning Point USA supports that. Oh, I see. So basically then the reason the university denied them was because this greater group that this group of students is trying to promote on campus, the university said that that group they're trying to promote promotes those things. Yes. And I mean, based on the limited research that I did, it does seem like TPUSA does support that stuff. Mm -hmm. When we talk about racism, transphobia, and anti-Semitism, TPUSA likes to say that it's not racist. It's um, not any of those other things. Yeah. But I think that the articles that they have on their website kind of speak for themselves. The fact that they're so against, like, young people being encouraged to explore their sexuality or their gender identity... Yeah. Might, you know, speak out to. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I was looking over your shoulder when you were doing some of that research on the Turning Point website and just looking at some of the news articles they have. I mean, you look at most news places, they have an obvious narrative they're trying to fill. They have an obvious crowd they're trying to please. And for Turning Point USA, it is people who are against transgenderism and at least somewhat skeptical about those other things it's it's a tricky topic because so many people look to turning point usa for news and i don't want to sit here and claim that everyone whoever looks at turning point usa or supports turning point usa is automatically a racist and a transphobe and a homophobe don't want to say that because chances are that's just not true even if it's only a minority that aren't those things, still makes it not true. So I don't want to say that. But I will say that based on based on what you're saying, I think that Drake University, it's in their right to do that, you know, outside of, and the only question is, does, because of what Turning Point, kind of their rebuttal was, is free speech, and that the university has to adhere to that. I don't know if that's 100% true, uh, in that, I don't know that the university has to recognize every group that it doesn't agree with. I don't know. Is that? So uh, Drake University, first of all, is a private university, yeah. right? So it doesn't have to recognize beliefs that it doesn't want to associate with. Yeah. Um, but also even public schools, like public high schools, are allowed to dictate um, what beliefs you're kind of allowed to show because it's a school environment and some, you know, topics just aren't appropriate for that. Mm -hmm. So... On a legal basis, they're not doing anything wrong. But um, Drake University has claimed to support freedom of speech, which is kind of what TPUSA is kind of arguing mm -hmm. against. They're saying that they're hypocritical and stuff like that, which uh, there might be a point towards that. But Drake University, 
being an incredibly liberal campus with like a wide variety of yeah. students from different backgrounds, I don't think it would be beneficial to have this campus group that has such a negative reputation amongst um, mm -hmm. minority groups. So I would call Turning Point USA the way that, I mean, the way it's described, the reputation they have, I think it's fair to call them a uh, extreme group in terms of those beliefs that they promote. Would that be fair to say? I want to kind of go against that. Um, okay. My family's conservative, right? So I have a little bit of experience with Turning Point USA and, you know, um, its connections to PragerU and mm -hmm. um, the Daily Wire. Yeah. So Turning Point USA just kind of appeals to a conservative audience. Those yeah. are um, people who range from to the far right uh, all the way to the people who just go to bed listening to Joe Rogan every night. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't say it, it does cater to an extreme audience. It gives people like Charlie Kirk, um, Candace Owens, and Marjorie Green kind of like a speaking platform. Mm -hmm. And I think that is harmful because those people have, you know, they, they haven't really made it a question. They want, they want, you know, discourse in the United States and they want people to um, assume the worst about some marginalized groups of people. But there are also articles that just um, tell you how to be a good Christian. And there are articles yeah. that tell you how to raise your kids to be, you know, okay. independent. So there is stuff of value on the TPUSA website. And there is stuff of value from Daily Wire and PragerU. It's just because it gives these people kind of, of like a, a platform to speak mm -hmm. on. That's where like the negativity comes in. Yeah. That's where other reputable news sources would stop. Yeah. And I understand, you know, they're trying to talk about free speech and free speech sometimes includes like opinions that the majority of people don't agree with. Mm -hmm. That being said, I don't think we should give a platform for these people because then it allows for epistemic bubbles to form where people just don't hear other news and they allow yeah. these very extreme viewpoints to yeah. perforate in their minds, you know? Yeah. I think that part of Drake University's responsibility, even if they 100% support free speech, they have a responsibility at least somewhat. Even if, even if say, they are, let's just say that the entire board or the people that make these decisions are conservative. Let's just say for the sake of the hypothetical, they are. I think that there's a chance that this has nothing to do with that in terms of political ideologies. And I think it just has more to do with them recognizing that this is a very liberal college and that by allowing this group to be here and host events and put flyers around and vocalize these ideas, while in my opinion, college is the place where you're supposed to hear every idea. I do think that I at least understand where the university is coming from in terms of trying to prevent a toxic environment. And it's, you know, you can blame whoever you want, whether you want to blame the Turning Point USA group. And that's if let's say Turning Point USA was allowed to have a group on campus and, you know, rough situations came of that, like fights, you know, instances of, of accused racism and stuff like that. You could blame that on the group. You could also blame that on how people respond to the group. Point is, I think that I understand where Drake is coming from in terms of wanting to prevent those things from happening. Now, on the other side of it, you could also say that, and I'll ask you, does Drake University um, allow a group that you could compare to Turning Point USA, but on the other side of the aisle, far left? Um, not that I know of. There are a ton of officially recognized campus organizations. There's Young Democrats, there's Young Republicans, mm -hmm. stuff like that. 
But I do, I do want to talk about they because we do allow a platform for conservative students. Here. I think one of the like one of the reasons why I support Drake University's denial for TPUSA is because of the irresponsibility that TPUSA has with its reporting. Like mm -hmm. in the case of the anti-Semitic article, which was not at all hard hard for me to find, it lists an idea that is just wrong. It looks at historical facts and it muddles them up. It doesn't take into account yeah. Um, yeah. the reality of the actual situation. Yeah. Like, yes, we can acknowledge that Jewish groups are ethnically diverse. That being said, the Jewish group in Germany was mostly not. So mm -hmm. them trying to make a point out of that creates an unreliable narrative based on unreliable information. Yeah. So allowing a group that spreads this misinformation onto our campus and educated campus um, about higher education, I feel like that's harmful for the educated, you know? So, so then you think that, like, because obviously the argument that Turning Point USA and that supporters of Turning Point USA would make is that because this is a liberal campus, they're just trying to shut down conservative ideas or far-right ideas that students should have a right to hear or that students should have a right to voice in the place that they live, which is Drake University, um, no matter how small that group of people may be. Now, what I'm hearing is that that isn't what Drake is trying to do because they allow those voices in terms of the Drake Republicans group that we have on campus that is very vocal, that has a lot of events for students to go to, um, and obviously Campus Fellowship, a very traditional Christian group, so, so what I'm getting from that is that Drake University isn't trying to shut down these views. It's simply trying to prevent a, a and again, you know, this isn't to say that the students in this Turning Point USA group would do terrible things. And this isn't to say that people would do terrible things to this group. It's just saying that by allowing this group to form, you in a very liberal environment um, with very questionable viewpoints, from Turning Point USA, by doing that, you'd be kind of opening the door to a lot of nasty things to happen between them and other students on campus just because of how toxic modern politics are. You get what I mean by that? Yeah. So basically what I'm saying is, is that I think Drake University is less, is not trying to shut down viewpoints. I think that they're just trying to avoid those possible situations that could come from the, the possible backlash that could come from allowing a group like that to be on campus. No matter how, you know, morally right it may be to allow any group on campus because of that freedom of speech priority that Drake has, I do think, like I said, that uh, they just want to... Well, I just, I think it's important to emphasize that it's the student senate that denies them mm -hmm. access. Oh, I see. So it is made up of students who are elected by the student body. I... Yeah. Personally, I don't think I have elected any of them. Yeah. So, but I, I've I've seen those students and things go around every once in a while where you yeah, vote. But, right. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I just I don't pay attention as much as I should. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm reading this from like the Fire organization, like their perspective on it, and like uh, TPUSA is an organization on campus, but because it's not recognized, they're not able to open up like their own financial account or. Uh, hosts like event spaces like they can't rent out those places in like lower Olmstead yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and they can't get funding from the university. Right, see. right. I think it's just an interesting uh, bit of info to see like thinking about like that they're just thinking from their perspective it's like other students that they believe are being biased in not allowing TPUSA a place on campus. I see. So 
then I kind of had it wrong in a sense. So it's not Drake University that's not allowing them. It's the student senate, the group of students that's not allowing them. Yeah. Well, it also is Drake University because Fire did reach out to um, Marty Martin, yeah, and Marty right. Martin has still not made them an official like and campus chapter. Does Drake University have the power to do that? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. They can go past the student senate. I I almost it'd be interesting to like uh, interview a student senate member. And, yeah. Like, talk see yeah. their thoughts on, I mean, on I, why they said no because the vote was uh, like fifteen said no, two said yes, and one abstained. Yeah. So see. I, and that's that's the other thing is that I kind of get why student senate would say no, because I feel like you take the average Drake student, you know, fifteen to two, uh -huh. that ratio of the time, um, they're gonna say yeah, you shouldn't allow a group it like seems, that. It seems yeah, campus. reflective of campus. Yeah, so I, that makes me more understand why that happened. I guess. I don't know. I feel like um, our student senate now, again, I don't really pay attention to them. Neither does anyone else. But, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, our student senate, I feel like because of the organizations that we have on campus already and because of, you know, all the events hosted by those organizations, like controversial ones, like I'm just beating the dead horse at this point, but like campus fellowship. And, yeah. Um, Republicans. But <laughs> <laughs> completely separated uh, organizations. Because those exist, I don't think the student senate has made affordances towards liberal, uh, more liberal clubs yeah. because of like their difference in, because of their similarities in yeah. belief. Yeah. I think that the reason why student council should have denied TPUSA and why it was the responsible thing to do was because TPUSA does not have like a basis of good practice, educated science behind it. You know, mm -hmm. like. College Republicans, it's just political science. It's um, uh, kind of up in the air, which one you decide to believe. But TPUSA goes a step further and likes to talk about social issues. It likes to talk about economic issues. It likes to talk about um, race issues and stuff like that. And it forgets a lot of like the history behind that. So it talks, it talks about that stuff from an incomplete kind of standpoint. So it's, I think it would be irresponsible for anyone to accept TPUSA on their campus because TPUSA is not like a reputable news source. Yeah, and so just to clarify, based on what Oliver said, it's not that they have been wiped off the face of the earth at campus. It's just that the student senate did not want them to be recognized with Drake, did not want Turning Point USA <laughs> to be something that Drake funded that Drake encouraged that Drake because according to according to you guys I mean it's still a group right they just don't yeah. have funding and they don't have the ability to run spaces right mm -hmm. so it's a smaller group too yeah and you know I think if they were coming from that malicious standpoint if Drake University and the student senate were then you'd just outlaw the group as a whole mm -hmm. but it's interesting in that it's more it's less of outlawing the group and more of not wanting Drake University's name to be associated right. with Turning Point like USA. just more ignoring them and just hoping yeah just and kind of being like not letting you them know expand. you guys can do that group you can meet you can do it do that but we are not going to help you do that yeah we're not going to give you the credence to like tout this as something that's credible yeah thank you for listening to this conversation to support this podcast, please follow the Drake Broadcasting System on any social media platforms you use.